You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Today, we've got Tony Serino on for another Tony Tuesday. We're going to talk about a lot today, get his impact on how he thinks the Ben Roethlisberger deal might be a conspiracy to get Juju back in the fold. We'll talk about that. Then, of course, the thing that that went all through Steelers Twitter yesterday, and that is Chase Claypool and whether or not he's a quote-unquote diva. And finally, we'll talk about these new proposed overtime rules by the Ravens, whether they make sense and what actual rule Tony and I came up with that might be the best of both worlds when it comes to overtime. All that and more right here on today's show, which you can subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Radio.com. And if you want to support us, please do so by giving us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. Doing so, give us a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So like I said yesterday, we got our man Tony Serino on for a Tony Tuesday, as always, getting him back on the show. Tony, a lot's happened since you were on. Ben signed to a, to a new deal. We know it saves the Steelers $15 million in salary cap. They're cap compliant. So many big things happened, signing J.C. Hassenauer to a deal. I mean, just the real big news. Yeah, that's the, the real big news of the day. Right, right. That was the huge. Ben who? Ben, ben Roth? You said Roethlisberger? Never heard of him. Half yeah, an hour, yeah. though? That's my boy. Nice pick, Kawa. Um, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but, but still, all this has happened. I wanted to get your initial thoughts on that because uh, it, it's too important for letting yeah. my main man, Tony, not, not get a chance to talk about it. Oh, it's a great deal. It's a great deal for the Steelers. Obviously, you know, a part of this was a pay cut, right? A $5 million pay cut. That was a part of this was is such a huge deal for the Steelers because while yes, you know, they created these void years and whatnot, and it gets voided at five days after the Super Bowl and all the weird things that you can do. The salary cap is a myth. The, the important part is that not only did they get the, the salary cap number down, but they also got a $5 million uh, pay cut from Ben. So that's huge. And I'm glad that it's, it's, you know, not that it's over. The Steelers still have some cap space to, to, uh, to get here with the two, a deal that's likely coming in the Steven Nelson, David DeCastro. We've talked about them in the past, but it's just nice now to not have everything looming over like, look how bad the Steelers salary cap situation is. Oh, it's so awful. 41. How can they pay $41 million? They need to cut Ben, right? I'm glad that that discussion is just chopped off at the knees. We don't have to have that discussion anymore where the Steelers are not cutting Ben Roethlisberger. He will be the quarterback day one. And by the way, their salary cap situation, while not fantastic, uh, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and the salary cap is going to go down 20 to $25 million. So, yeah, there's a lot of teams in the league that are in a bad salary cap spot, but the Steelers deal with this every year. They'll be fine. They'll sign a couple free agents, and they'll move right along. I'm glad, though, that this got done early and this didn't drag on any further. Same here. I I think it's usually it got done. But as always, Tony, I rely on you for my conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories. Oh, yes. And and, and what something might actually mean that we Mm -hmm. don't see right now. Mm -hmm. Is there anything devious about this Ben deal? Well, it's interesting you you asked me that, Chris, at this point, because absolutely there is. Now, you rem- so Ben Roethlisberger took a pay cut of $5 million. I remember reading articles prior to this resigning of that Ben Roethlisberger's team would be insulted, insulted by the idea of any pay cut. Okay, we can void these years out. We can spread <laughs> this cap hit out, but you will not take a single penny from Ben Roethlisberger. That was what we heard prior to. Then he signs the contract. And we hear, oh, he took a $5 million pay cut. Well, that's interesting. And what else happened the day he signed? 
Juju went right away and commented and said, let's talk Steelers. Now let's talk. And all the talk since Ben Roethlisberger got signed is about whether or not the Steelers can afford to, to bring in Juju. Well, I, I'm just going to connect some dots here, Chris. Ben has said, I want Juju back. Juju is, and, and he took a $5 million pay cut as a part of this, as part of his re-signing. Juju says, let's talk right now. Okay. Could a five million, could an extra $5 million this year help the Steelers maybe bring back Juju? Because look, I understand Juju's cap hit's going to likely be for the majority of his deal far over $10 million, but we're in a weird pandemic year where cap hits have to be a little lower to start. And then it's going to balloon later on. Just look at, look at like the Patrick Mahomes deal and how they had to structure that deal uh, for the Kansas city chiefs. I think that $5 million, Ben said, Hey, listen, I will take a pay cut, but that pay cut is contingent on you got to get the juju deal done. I want that juju deal done. And the steward said, well, look, if you can give us $5 million, maybe we could go get that deal done. Cause that's what it's going to take from a, from an immediate cap hit standpoint to get juju under contract. That is my conspiracy theory. Juju will be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You heard it here first, right here on the locked on Steelers podcast. Juju is coming back. Guaranteed. Breaking from Tony Serino. It's a it's a stone cold Steeler lock. There you go. Stone cold. Juju's coming back. Juju's coming back. My man. I, I again. I think it could happen because the other thing you could sell to Juju is like, look, buddy, we're getting you back with the guy who you've made your career with so far. Mm-hmm. There's less money on the market right now. Definitely you could go to the market next year after a, a nice, convenient one year deal and make even more money. And it'll be great. Ooh, a one-year deal. Ooh, a one-year deal is interesting. Mm, I thought about that. that. That could be the pitch the Steelers make is like, look, man, like you're like you sign this one-year contract. You're with Ben Roethlisberger. You're in the offense. You know, we, you know, we know how to use you. We're going to use you better this year. Mm. And that's where you go from there. I think that that's the pitch the Steelers need. I like that. I like that. Although, yeah, I mean, cap-wise, you know, I don't know. Juju's going to take a one-year $5 million deal. might be tough. It might have to be one-year 10, and then the Steelers have to do some more cap adjustments. But I like this because I've been, re- you know, I've been reading a lot recently about, you know, because we talk about the Steelers and their cap situation. Go read about the whole league. I mean, the whole yeah. league is going through this yeah. right now. I mean, you know, if you look at it right now, 15 teams right now couldn't even sign their draft class with the available cap space yeah. they have right now. So they, there's going to have to be a gluttony of people getting cut or teams just restructuring deals. And whatnot. And there are, I think, I think team, teams are saying like they expect more one year deals, especially for the mid, mid, uh, mid range type players. Mm-hmm. You look at where the wide receiver class is right now, just, just the unrestricted free agents. I think Juju is at best what the fourth best free agent wide receiver available. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Allen Robinson, Kenny mm-hmm. Galladay. I would put all above him. And then you have, you know, you know, have guys like AJ Green and yeah. Antonio Brown, Sammy Watkins, right? All those guys. T.Y. Hilton. Juju might, you know, Juju's in that class. I think, I, I think, you know, if, if Juju wanted to take a one-year deal, you know, run it, the run it back deal, I wouldn't hate that. I think the other way to structure it is you structure it with a low cap hit year one, like a $5 million cap hit year one that mm-hmm. balloons into like the 16, $17 million deal that he likely will get in free agency. But the way you do that is not through prorated bonuses where it's just spread out throughout, you know, individually. If you look at Mahomes' deal, it's all roster bonuses and guaranteed salary, roster bonus, guaranteed salary. And that's how mm-hmm. they did it to keep that cap hit super low, early on because the chiefs knew like, Hey, we got a pandemic going on here. Like we're not going to have fans in the stands. Um, and I think that's one way to do it as well as roster bonus guaranteed salary throughout the deal. I think you're going to see a lot of that throughout the league this year as teams start to realize like, Oh, we got to keep the salary cap hits down this year. And then it can balloon in future years when these TV deals kick in. But I like that. I like the idea of a one year deal and then let Juju hit the market again next year. When we expect TV deals will hit, there should be hopefully massive attendance this fall. If the, if, you know, the vaccine rollout continues the way it is and, 
yes, then Juju next year could be in line for the 16, 17, $18 million payout that he wants. Certainly something to keep an eye on, and you know we'll be keeping an eye on it right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got to talk about another young Steelers receiver who there's a whole bunch of buzz about right now. Tony and I will be talking about Chase Claypool and the Diva Quotient. What am I talking about? Find out after we tell you about our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, we were just talking about Juju Smith-Schuster at the end of that last segment, and part of what we were talking about, of course, whenever Juju did anything late in the season, it was TikTok, it was dancing, it was he's doing this too much, he's too this, he's too on social media, and there's another Mm -hmm. receiver who they're talking about like that this week, and it's Chase Claypool. Now, if if you've seen it, there was a huge fight on Steelers Twitter about it, Steelers fans were just shooting across the aisle at each other it was like a good old uh the the okay corral just everyone going at each other but i this all started from an article that bob labriola wrote for steelers.com now if you don't know who bob labriola is dude's one of the 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 elder statesmen uh, uncovering the steelers he know he knows a lot like when bob says something you should listen to it because there's usually a hint of he had he knows what's going on in what he says now this was more of just opinion his opinion and i didn't think that his opinion was too far out there but i think what happened was, was after he said this about claypool it got wound up as things normally do on social media tony here's what he said quote claypool didn't need very long to establish himself as a difference maker as a receiver ca- receiver capable of making plays down the field and he was the offense's primary deep threat throughout the season if there was a negative it was that it seemed as though claypool's quote-unquote diva quotient increased consistently over the course of his rookie season whether that turns into a problem or be, or comes to be viewed in the future as growing pains will develop over time now tony this diva comment it got spray it got picked up by pro football talk it got yep. here and there i just and then and then steelers fans pittsburgh twitter they were just like going back and forth about it jerry Dulac came in and said it is a problem he is becoming a diva i just i have my own th- thoughts on this but i wanted to know is Chase Claypool a diva? Well, if he is, the Steelers certainly have a type. I mean, they have, you know what I mean? The Steelers know how to draft their wide receivers and they know how to draft their divas because you, know, you got AB and then, you know, whatever, Juju and now Claypool. I don't understand this. There must be something more behind the scenes because at, you know, at, from my perspective, outside of Pittsburgh, outside of the Pittsburgh media, I see Claypool as a great receiver on the field and then off the field, he had 
a blip, right? He had the one comment that he made on TikTok at the end of the year. Oh, the Browns are going to get smashed by the Chiefs or whatever he said. And, you know, at the end, of, by the way, at the end of a TikTok video where he was breaking down film, that's yeah. what was happening. He was breaking down film in front of his, uh, in front of his TikTok audience. They're not Juju, you know, who always gets said like, if he cared as much about football as he cared about Fortnite, he'd be, you know, he'd be twice the player or whatever. That stupid stuff. No, no, no. He wasn't playing Fortnite, right? He was, Claypool was, was breaking down film. So I don't understand this comment. Now you can read it, I guess a little differently. Cause like he does say, if there was a negative and then it goes to this, this diva thing saying that like, we're not sure that this is even a problem. Uh, but I don't know the fact that Dulac is going into this, I guess there must be more, right? I mean, maybe there is, but then my question is what is a diva? When I was growing up, I always thought of diva wide receivers like Randy Moss, Randy Moss, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he didn't block. He didn't do the dirty work. He just wanted the big plays. Or Keyshawn Johnson, who said, me, 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 I want the ball. Throw me the damn ball. The, right, right. That's that's different. Right. When has Chase Claypool done that? I don't know. I See, that's the thing. I've never heard that. And really, when has Juju done that? Right. Like, we're talking about the Juju diva thing. If Juju's not a diva. Juju wants to be a social media personality. Yes, that is true. And that's the age that we live in, is that young people feel like you know they're going to be celebrities off the field and through social media. Um, and he certainly is embracing that role. That doesn't make him a D like the, like to your point. The diva thing is all about the field. Is he throwing, you know, water bottles and stuff and yelling at Ben Roethlisberger on the sideline because he's not getting his no right. Juju just went through two seasons that were certainly below the mark that he set the years prior. And, and Claypool had a, a bit through during, during the season where, you know, he wasn't featured in the offense as, as heavily, but neither guy to, to, from my perspective has complained about that and about their, you know, their usage on the field. That that that's what I'm waiting to see. Now the only time I remember Juju saying anything about the ball was in that Niners game against uh, you know when it was Mason's first career start, mm. and when Juju scored that 75 yard touchdown, you could hear him after the play after he scored saying, yeah. "Throw me the effing ball." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and and you could tell like, okay, that was Juju, but. That was all. I, that was also him celebrating a huge moment. The Steelers were trying to mount a comeback. Like that's different. And right. we haven't seen that from him, even this past year when he wasn't getting the ball at certain points of the season. He was just like, "I'm just happy that we're winning." You know. Uh, you know. Yeah. He was. He was fighting through it. And again, this is a guy who do- who do- Juju dove in the middle of of scrums to get loose footballs. Mm-hmm. He threw out blocks. He's the guy that ended Vontez perfect. Like, like right. you know he. Th- th- being a if Juju's a diva, he's the most physical non-diva diva in the history of diva wide receivers. And if Claypool's a diva, the only thing that you, I think the thing is the problem is Tony is that people are starting to shift what a diva receiver means to this guy's just active on social media. And yep. you know, Claypool re- released another TikTok where like he was pretending to be someone that would pay Juju uh, to to leave Pittsburgh, and then he and then he switched it up and he like knocked the money out of his hands and said Juju staying in Pittsburgh. But it, that's that's fun. That's just right. goofing around. Right. That's not diva. And again, what is he supposed to be doing right now? He's probably lifting weights. He's probably running in the morning. You know, if right. he gets fat next year and he's slower, different story. Then it's right. okay. But we ain't see. That's not what you see right now. It, you're right. You, there is like this redefinition of what the word divas means, right? Because it's it's really it's like this off. The, what people really mean by diva now is like you're like this off the field problem where you're creating headlines, right? The whole juju dancing on the logo thing. That's where it became a problem. I don't know that. Again, I don't even know that I would classify that as being a diva. 
right? So much as like, again, he was maybe having too much fun with that. And it led to, you know, Tomlin having to bring him in and that became like a distraction, not necessarily a diva. So I'm with you on this one. I think that the redefinition of the term divas is a strange one. I don't think, by the way, I don't think Claypool is a distraction either. He was a rookie. He made a glib comment on a, on a TikTok thing after breaking down film, yeah. uh, you know, the fact that he's breaking down film the day after, yeah, he makes, he makes the comment afterwards. He's a rookie. He shouldn't have done it. That's, you know, again, he will learn from that. I expect him to be better in the future, but none of the TikToks that he's done have risen to that level. Um, and so now I think this is a, this is a non-story. And, and, and the other thing you remember here, Tony, is that how many, you know, we may not see it here, but I, I'm pretty sure like when that came out, he might've gotten a call from a Tomlin or, oh, yeah. you know, you know, or, or you know, or uh, Ike Hilliard, the Steelers receiver coach and been like, yo, cut that out. And, and, you Cam know, Hayward too. I know Cam Hayward was big on like wanting everyone to shut up, you know, during the whole, like, remember when Jesse James said like, mm-hmm. we're the, they're, they're the Kardashians, the Kardashians or whatever. I remember yep. Hayward took that personally. He was like, look, we're cutting this out. Like we're not having this anymore. So I'm sure Cam Hayward was part of that too. Yeah. I just, I don't see that. And again, I think what a lot of people, what, I was talking about this with, uh, with, with Morgan of the Yinzhurst podcast on, on her Twitter mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. And she, she brought up, she, she talked about how, Steelers in the past have done crazy things too. And, and, and it's my thing is this is I've always felt like we look, we have so much more access to these players. We know what they're doing in their off time. Mm-hmm. We know we talk to them a lot more, you know, there's social media. So we see them a lot more and there's, there's more exposure to everything. And we didn't get to see in the seventies, what writers eventually learned was that like Jack Lambert and the Steelers of the seventies, they would have beers in, 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 in the locker room. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they would, they would commune together and drink beers and only certain other players or other teams could come in and have beers with them. You know, Ernie Holmes shot a police helicopter though. Everyone knew that when that, when, when it happened, you know, Joe green at one point when he was, when he was playing for the Steelers picked up the football and threw it into the stands and walked off the field saying, I quit. Like, you know, there's all these different points where those Steelers also had a lot of these problems. But, and, and so now when the Steelers, lose instead of pointing at this player and saying they need to do this better on the field or just acknowledging hey this was a better team than you on this day people I think create these excuses that say oh it's it's the lack of this it's the lack of that they're not doing this the right way they're not doing that the right way and I'm just like none of those Juju TikTok dancing didn't cause any of those losses just like Chase Claypool's if this is him being a diva I if this is if this is the extent of what Chase Claypool's (laughs) being a diva let him be this kind of a diva because 13 touchdowns in, in your first year while you're also contributing as a blocker and, 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 and as our, again, a rookie, just yeah. learning the system. I'll, I'll take that kind of diva every day of the week. And even, even if he is like requesting the ball more again, you do kind of want that from your receivers. I mean, you don't want it to become a distraction and to get over the top, but even if behind the scenes, he is saying like, Hey, I want to be involved more. First of all, a, I mean, he was kind of right. And B, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you kind of, you do want that for you. You want receivers who want the ball, who feel like they're the best player out there that, you know, again, you just don't want that to rise to the level where it becomes a distraction where the team is winning and they're still angry because, Hey, I didn't get my 10 catches in this game. You know, I didn't get my 15 targets, right? That's when it becomes a distraction, but a guy who was getting three catches a game felt like, Hey, I can help this team more. I mean that, you know, there's, there's uh there's a little to that, that I'm, I'm perfectly fine with as well. There's so many different things here. We're probably not done talking about this. It'll probably come up about five more times before the Steelers season, before training <laughs> well, camp the, even this, opens. Yeah, because because this is going to be the fun topic everyone's going to want to hit on. It's like, oh, the Steeler Diva receivers, especially if they bring Juju back. Which, it's, by it's, the way, I don't know if you heard, Stone Cold Lock, that's happening. Stone Cold Lock. They're right here on the show, Stone Cold <laughs> Lock. I need, maybe I need to get some, some audio effects with that. I don't know. I'll see if I have time. But uh, point being, 
we'll be talking about Chase Claypool a lot more. I'm sure D9PH is going to have th- thoughts about this tomorrow, but we're not, th- we're not done on this show yet. We got one more break. When we come back, there were some new overtime rules proposed that could spice things up for where the NFL goes. We'll be talking about that right after this message from our friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Tony, a new overtime rule proposal has mm. been made. Mm. Now, you have to get ready for you, prepare yourself, because it might, you know, it might be a little devious because the Ravens have put this proposal out there. But I think there's some merit to this rule. I like it. I, I Tony, the rule that's been proposed is instead of doing overtime the way it should be, the way it has been, they're going to who I guess the one team you, 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 when you win the coin toss, instead of choosing if you want the ball or not, the first team chooses where the ball will be placed. Mm-hmm. And then the second team chooses who gets the ball. And then from there it is a sudden death overtime of 10 minutes of football. Yeah. And so the strategy is great. Cause it sounds like if I put myself, if I say put the ball on the one yard line, you know, first to go at the one, I'm allowing the other team to get the ball at the one. Right, right. But if I put it at the 90, if I put it 90 yards away, the other team can give me the ball and then I got to drive 90 yards to score a touchdown. Right. Um, what is your thought on this rule? Love. This is the best rule that I've, <laughs> I've seen promoted in a very long time. I love like the, you know, the, the changes to the onside kick rule and all that, right? The fourth and 15 stuff. I think that would also be a trip, which I believe, mm. I think it was the Eagles, maybe the Eagles or the Ravens, one of those two teams. But I love this rule. This reminds me, I, I'm going to I'm gonna get real nerdy here. But, but as you guys know, I love board games. And this reminds mm. me of a, of a concept in board games called I Cut, You Choose, which is the idea that in certain board games, right, you will like decide the prices of things. And then everyone else gets to buy the price, gets to buy them. And then you get whatever is left over. Right. So you can make something very, very expensive, but then you have to pay that price kind of deal. Right. This is the exact, I think this is called like the cake dilemma or something like that, like in game theory. Uh, but this is a, this is a, this is a great, this is a great way to do overtime. Cause first of all, it gets sudden death back into overtime. Right. And the big problem right now, I think people have with overtime is that it's not sudden death and you end up in ties. There's only 10 minutes. You know, you're guaranteeing basically two possessions unless there's a touchdown or a safety scored. So this brings back sudden death. And then it gets some really interesting uh, situations in there, which like if you're the Steelers, right? Imagine our, the, the Steeler defense and they put the ball, you, you, you know, you put the ball at the 13 yard line, right? Do the other team want to go on offense or you put the ball at the 20 yard line? Does the other team want to go on offense knowing they have to go against the Steeler defense or would they rather put the Steeler offense out there, right? You know, you get some interesting situations about where to put the ball and where, you know, where do you want the offense? Um, you know, considering how good an offense is, how good a defense is, where they match up. 
I love this. They said, you know, based on like analytic stuff that the, the, the average starting position would be like the 12 or 13 yard line, which seems too far back to me. Um, but you know, if that's how the numbers work out, that's how they work out. And I think it would make for a really intriguing overtime because boy, starting from the 12 yard line, having to go 88 yards, uh, or I guess it, it would be less than that if you need to kick a field goal, but, but still, um, yeah, it would, it would make for an interesting overtime. I, I think the perfect overtime rule already exists, Tony. Don't say I, college overtime. College overtime. Come on. It's the best. It's the best. It's basically PKs. Okay. Oh, we're going to do soccer here. It's basically PKs for football. And I absolutely just look, it's very fun to watch as a fan. As a fan, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. So what are, you, what are you complaining about? Six overtimes, I love them. They're fantastic, but it's not football. It's not football. It you, is. You just, it is football. Defense. You remove defense. You're no, you don't. Removing, yeah, you're removing defense. You're not. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Here's, the, here's why it's completely different from penalty kicks. In soccer, there's only a goalie. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. In college football, the entire defense is out there. You have to go 25 yards to 25 get yards, a touchdown. Nothing. It's nothing. 25 yards. Oh, I accidentally went 25 yards. Oops. I just ran the ball for 25 yeah, yards. And if you accidentally throw an interception, the other team, all they have to do is kick a field goal. And you, it, that, that kind of strategy, that kind of pressure, it adds so much drama to the game. And you'll never get a tie that way. There's always ties in soccer. God, I hate soccer for that. Well, so- soccer doesn't do PKs at the end in normal games. They only do it for elimination games. Right, right. Gonna, but it's stupid either yeah. way. Just do it the college stupid. way. College overtime is also stupid because it's basically it's basically PKs for football. And I will tell I will take your point that yes, like it is less PKs, but it's still like you're removing elements of the game at the end there, right? Because you're not going deep from the 25, right? There's no like deep threat anywhere. You know, defenses could just sit in shells for 25 yards. And again, I hate I hate the idea of college overtime as much as and this is where I'm gonna you know the weird you know Tony here. I love watching it. I'm not gonna lie. Love watching it. And when the games go on forever, when you get to that sixth overtime where they have to go for two, I love that even more. This is the best. I agree with you, but it's also the worst. All right. Let's, let's meet in the middle. <laughs> okay. What if, what if, hear me out. Yeah. We take your idea of the spot yeah. and place rule and we combine it with the college love football it. rule. Oh, but but it's like horse because one on the first game, on the first round of overtime, Whoever what, you set um, a yard marker, and then the other team gets to cho- choose who gets to go first. So, say the, the team that uh-huh. wins the coin toss, you could choose whether you want to choose if you get the ball or if you want to choose where the marker is. Then one team chooses, okay, we'll start at the 50 yard line. Uh-huh. They get the ball, they get one drive to see if they can get points out of it. Uh-huh. Then, the whatever points they get, the other team has to match or go over, or they lose. And then, if they that. match, then they they do it all over again, and it's just another overtime. See, I so okay, I I like that. I like that. I do like that because then you because then yeah, you put the ball at the twelve or thirteen or whatever. It doesn't matter, right? And then both teams have to go eighty-eight yards. So you have a real drive, real NFL. It's not you know this condensed twenty-yard line stuff. I like this a lot. All right, can we? How do we pitch this, Chris? Who do we got to talk to? Who do we got to talk to? I mean, Roger Goodell don't like me because I didn't call him all sorts mm. of names. Yeah, same um, same on that one. <laughs> Uh, Ron, what's his name? Ron, what's the guy that, that, that makes the rulings? Uh, I'm Ron. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, why can't I remember it either? It starts with an A. Yeah. I can't remember his name. The guy that the no, whole uh, Al Riveron, Al Riveron. Al Riveron. I, I wanted to call him Ron Riveron, but no, Al <laughs> Riveron, he don't like us neither. Cause we done called him out so many times. So we've kind of cut off a lot of our bridges, but maybe you, the listeners can get the word out there. Pitch it, pitch it. 
What if we do this combined college football plus the spot rule for basically horse in overtime with NFL football? I think it would be a great pitch. I think that, I think that, and I think here's the thing teams might be like, I like this because now it guarantees every team a real chance. Yep. Because no matter what happens on that first drive, there will be a second drive. Mm hmm. And remove time. I don't know. How do you feel about removing time as an aspect from overtime? Like, we're always going to have winners, no ties. Mm, That's fair. Because that's what college does, right? College does like college takes that away. Time is out. The the only thing I would say is each drive gets like maybe three to four minutes of time. So then it's not like it can each drive can take ten minutes, right? Um, Because you do want the game to end sooner. You don't want the game to drag on for right four more. Yeah, there is the player safety element of it too, right? Where it's like you're extending these games and therefore extending the snap counts for certain players. And yeah, yeah, I get that. So and maybe the rule is even it's a two minute drill. Maybe that maybe that's the key here. You're you're saying a two minute drill. You you remove running the ball then though, and this is where I get into like it's not mm, real that's football. True. That's it's not true. real football. Yeah yeah. I would love to hear from the fans. I, I, we should talk about this. I, I want to talk with the fans about this on Facebook as well. So I'll probably put a post on there to get the fans' opinions because I want to know. Like, do you guys like college overtime? Do you like the way it is now? Just go back to sudden death. This new rule. And I know fans have very very specific opinions about overtime. So I'm in, intrigued to see what the people, what uh, listeners think as well. Absolutely. Go to the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Tony will make a post. You can vote with him there um, and, and let him know how you think. And you'll be let me know, too, because I, I always check it. If you're not in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group, you could join at any point in time. Go to Facebook, search Locked On Steelers, ask to join the group as soon as possible. And there's now over 1,300 uh, other Steelers fans in the group. So you'll be joining a, a really good Steelers community in there. We also play. That's how you play Mock Draft Monday. You get in there. Uh, so definitely get in the group. Check into that. Uh, Tony, my man, thank you so much as always for coming on the show and for that great suggestion at the end to, to do that on Facebook group. So let us know what you think of the overtime rules. I'm going to talk about this with Dean tomorrow too, but yeah. Tony, last oh, I, thing, he's going to have, he's going to have very different opinions. I oh, of course, <laughs> De- Dean's going to be firing everywhere. So we're, we're going to, to, to redo, we're going to do this conversation a little bit more, but Tony, I wanted to see if I could get, get your endorsement, your support, mm-hmm. because I need help in the in the locked on uh, in the in the pittsburgh media march madness now for those who remember yesterday i went on the show i called for your help and uh, a bunch of you did show up but this is what i was telling you when you know because i had adam crowley on the show this is what i was telling y'all bob pompiani this this dude's like the alabama like you know he's he's the juggernaut he's the dude Mm. with all all the answers and all the everything going his way and it started off like you know i was losing 80 to 80 percent to 20 percent and then we were starting to fight back and it got like, it got like 55 to 45. It was, uh, you know, it was getting close, but then Pompeiani, he, I mean, he's got, he, the he's monster. the dude. He's, he's an institution. He's an institution in Pittsburgh. He's the, that's why he's a two seed. And now right now, as we're recording this, there are 761 votes and he is up 69. Nice percent to 31. <laughs> um, uh, if, if I lose 69% to 30, if it's, if there's 69 involved somehow, I, that that's going to be just hilarious. But I beseech you, Locked On Steelers listeners, to come out and help us narrow this gap. We have a whole week to do this, but it's going. It can only happen with you. You retweeting it, getting your friends to vote, mm-hmm. getting everybody you know to vote. Chris, Rally I got it. Troops. We're gonna we're gonna repurpose. You remember back when we used to do the the fantasy draft Fridays? Okay, yes. I had a saying back then. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back for you. Locked on Steeler listeners. Let's shock the world. Hashtag shock the world. We're doing it. Chris Carter is going to beat Bob Pompiani 
in the March Madness tournament. Uh, six, what is it, a 15 beating a two? It's yes. never happened before in the history of Joey's tournament, but it will happen this year. Hashtag shock the world. Get out there, vote on Twitter. Get my boy Chris put the upset. There we go. Hey, hey, and listen, when y'all get me through the first round last year, y'all got me to beat a one seed when I was a 16 seed. So we, we could do we do this again. We make magic. No one will want to mess with us as locked mm-hmm. on Steelers people. Mm-hmm. They'll Hashtag know. They'll world. know. Look, Chris got screwed in this one. No way a Final Four finalist last year should be a 15 seed this year. He got screwed yeah. in the seed by the yeah. seeding committee. Unbelievable, but it's not going to matter. Joey Bag of Donuts, matter. I know you're See, listening. That's I right. know you're listening, Joey. Hashtag Chris got screwed. That's another hashtag. It's another hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, always, it's always good fun. Bob Pop Annie's, uh, you know, I've been watching that guy since I was in middle school. So, like, I, I totally, yeah. I, I get it when people vote vote for him over me, but vote for yeah. me. It's very uh, unfortunate that he's going to have to go out in the first round like this because he didn't yeah, deserve you know it, what? but yeah. he got a tough matchup. Sorry, Bob, you got a tough matchup got this year. got a tough matchup. This is, why, this is why Tony's my hype man at all times. <laughs> like, like he's Paul Heyman. He, he comes out, he's letting people know. And he, he's just letting people know you've messed with the wrong Chris Carter. Um but anyways, we're having fun with that. Do vote for me. Uh, I, po- I post. I posted a link in the Facebook group. If you follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques, you can see it. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts, who's a regular guest on this show, he um, he made the poll and he made the, the, the Twitter. So when we're joking about the committee, we're lovingly talking about our friend Joey, who screwed me over. Unbelievable. What? Hashtag Chris got screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about his tournament. So do go and join that and vote for everyone else. There's lots of people that you know. Uh, Jenna Harner's in, in this tournament. Uh, Dale Lolly guy I work with is in the tournament. Wes Euler is going up against Mark Madden. Adam Crowley's going up against Arthur Motes. Uh, there's, there's so many people that are on this show that are in this tournament. So do check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, J- Tony, thanks again so much for coming on the show. You are the man. I appreciate Thank you as always. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on AFC North Talk. It's a roundtable show uh, on YouTube all about the AFC North. We'll be live today, 5.45 p.m. Eastern time. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, we'll be talking about the Steelers and Ravens and what they should do or what the Steelers aren't going to do in free agency, I guess. Uh, And then you can also find me on my podcast, Steeler Country with Tony Serino. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. Also have a YouTube channel, same name, Steeler Country with Tony Serino. So search that as well. And thank you, Chris, for having me on. My man, Tony, do follow him. Do get on in all his shows. He's great. You heard him all this show. You love him. Get get more of him. Now, as always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Thanks so much for following me. For, for those who do, excuse me, um, if you want to help out the show, subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Radio.com, Google Podcasts, all places where podcasts are hosted. If you want to further help us out, leave us a five-star review with a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. When you do that, it really helps out the show, gets the word out about there. And if when you do it, I will give you a shout-out for doing so. Thanks so much to everyone who's done that. Be back in years tomorrow with Dean, I am Pietro from WPXI, chopping up with him, of course, on your.